hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning once again. An action-packed program for you with lots of statistics to come. We'll talk about uh, some flooding woes, or at least some worries, in this part of uh, Canada. Also talk about uh, a few other things, including should death disclosure be mandatory in real estate transactions? We have a number of uh, interesting uh, responses to that question. Of course, you can also go online to find a host of information real estate-related, the website website you want to go to is robgolfi.com that's rob g o l f i.com call them at 905-575-7700 that's 905-575-7700 at rob golfi on twitter and instagram check out the rob golfi facebook page and subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast on apple podcast google podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast if you have a question for the golfi team or you have a topic idea you would like us to tackle on a future program you can email questions at rob again that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. The month of April has come and gone, and the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington putting out their April 2019 statistics, and there's some good news on this front. It's reporting 1,226 sales for the month of April. That is 6.3% higher than April of 2018. 18.8% increase over March of this year and a whopping 66.8% increase over this past February. Also, the average price for residential properties increased nearly 4% from April of 2018. It now stands at $589,324. It's a nice round number. (laughs) It is a round number. No, you know, we're back to a normal market. Uh, This is a... A normal market that we're in, uh, things are rolling uh, along pretty good. And, and when you say normal, more more balanced, or you know, some in some situations the seller is going to get the advantage, and others the buyer is going to get the advantage. Yeah, like so it's it, a little it, back it's and a, forth. It's balanced. You know what? There's room to negotiate. Um, it, now, now this is where the right realtor works for you is going to make a difference. That's going to make the difference. Right. The, the right guy that's going to stand up to like if you if I'm if we're representing the uh, seller. How strong do we stand up to the uh, to the buyer's agent mm-hmm. and the buyer to get you the top dollar? Um, that's this is the key factor. We're in a balanced market. We're yeah. in a market where nobody's nobody really wins. The seller doesn't win, and, and, and the buyer doesn't win, and it's almost like a, a compromise, which which right. is a balanced it, it, market. Right? Yeah. It's, it's you know there's there's a lot of back and forth with offers right now. There's there's not as many multiple offer situations. Still are some, mm-hmm. but not as many. Um, and, and there's a lot of back and forth, you know, sometimes an offer will go back and forth two, three times over the course of a week, or, right. you know, sometimes it'll go back two, three times over the course of a, a, a night, but there's a, a lot of room for negotiations right now. So when you're saying that nobody wins, uh, you know, as a whole, nobody wins, but in some cases, you know, the seller is getting what they want, but in other cases, the buyer is getting what they well, want and it, kind of evens the, out. The, the sellers get close to what they want okay. and the buyers are getting close to what they you know, right. want so it's pay. a soft like, it's 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 you know they both have to 
kind of give to to make make things happen. Right. Okay. Um. It, and and it depends. Like like if you like if you've got a property and it is done. Like it's done to the nines. Like somebody buys this and they don't have to do anything. Like it's granite countertops, mm-hmm. you know, Move beautiful. Like it's everything's updated and it's gorgeous. Right. Guess what? You 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 demand. You are in control of those negotiations if you're the seller of that house. But if you're, you know, you got you know shingles that need to be done in a couple of years, and you know you need this and you need this. Kitchen still from the nineties. Yeah. So you you know you you you, you got to give a little bit because the, the the new buyer you know sees that and he's going to want a little bit of you know uh, lenience on the price right. to uh, to to get that to to, to buy this house. Mm-hmm. So know? we're going to go through the the different neighborhoods here in the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington uh, area. Yeah. Th- there's four areas that I kind of highlighted uh, in terms of, you know, eyebrow raising numbers, good and bad. So l- let's go through some of the statistics uh, that we have here. And we'll start with Hamilton. This is all a Hamilton. Yes. So it- sales have gone up 5.5%, price going up 3.3%. Yeah, so it's I mean it's it's overall it's it's been pretty stable. It's nothing nothing overly like like it shows that uh, you know, things are going out of control. Yeah. This is very modern. It's not shocking very, either way. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then we got Burlington here. Uh, Burlington sales are up. Uh, they went. Uh, they're up twelve, twelve point eight percent, almost thirteen percent, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. In number of units. Yeah, in in number of units. And then the average sale price uh, up four uh, percent. And uh, so the average sale price now is seven hundred fifty-two thousand four hundred fifty-nine dollars in uh, in April. So, That's encouraging news if yeah. you have a home in Burlington. Ancaster, though, is going the other way. The number of sales down 26%, and the average price also down 8.3%, now sitting at $710,000 compared to seven seventy four at this time last year. This Ancaster is going through some... Uh, is this a correction? Cor- it's a correction yeah. in Ancaster. There is a lot of homes for sale between, I'd say, like seven hundred to 900000 and... Like you can, it, they're, they're, they're two story, four bedroom, three bedroom. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. So, like, if you've got one of those, you know, it's going to take a little longer to sell. You're going to have to, you're going to have to drop your price if you right. want it sold. And there's a lot of them. So, it's, so Ancaster's taking a beating right now uh, in, in, in kind of a, in a correction for yeah. sure. Uh, there aren't as many sales in Dundas, but it too is down uh, 11% in terms of number of sales. Again, just 24 compared to 27. So not a dramatic change, but the average sale price is a dramatic change. This year, la- uh, pardon me, last year at this time, the average sale price of a home in Dundas was six hundred forty-four thousand. This year, in April, five fifty-seven. Yeah, it's it's going through it's going through a correction. Uh, also, like dun- uh, it just prices just got too expensive in right. Dundas, and it's got to correct itself. Flamborough going the other way. Uh, one more home sold this past April than last April, 18 compared to 19. So that's up 5.6%. And the average price in Flamborough was $848,000 in April of 2018, but now nearly $900,000, 899337. It's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of big properties out there, a lot of big homes. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty strong market. But again, not that many sales. So really, it's kind of hard to gauge what right. the true numbers are going to be. Yeah, 18 or 19 sales is not, uh, you know, 
know, a, a big difference. But how big of a factor is the amount of land with these properties? That, exactly. They're, we're talking acreage. Acres, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of farms, equestrian centers. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot so of country properties, a lot of country properties out there. Uh, over in Glanbrook, number of sales from last April to this past month, uh, 46 to 55, so up nearly 20%. The average price marginally higher, 566 uh, last April compared to 570 last month. Yeah, so it's it just uh, not even a, not even a point up one percent up. Uh, it's again, it's uh, it's just uh, flatlined out there. You know, things are strong. They're not mm-hmm. going down, but they're not going up. But uh, it's it's flatlined because they they've probably hit peaked at a point. Mm-hmm. And, right. and remember, I said Grimsey sometimes does that. Yeah, they, uh, they they flatline for a year or two, and then boom, then they get a, a nice uh, increase. We'll get to Grimsby in a second, but uh, fifty five sales in Glanbrook is that is that a big number? Is that an average number? Uh, it's, it's a it, strong number. It's it's not a bad number. It's you know it's it's a community out there. It's it's like uh, it's like. It's almost like Dundas. Well, it's actually, it does more than Dundas. It's like Grimsby. Right. Small little community, and you can have a little bit of a turnover of homes, but not like a substantial Mm -hmm. amount of homes. Uh, Grimsby is uh, where we're at now, and uh, home sales down 2.1%, just one home difference, 47 in April of 2018 compared to 46 last month. The average price, though, also down from 582,000 in April of 2018 to 553 last month. Yeah, so there's... uh, So that leveling off is occurring now. Yeah, the leveling off is occurring um, it, it's not as bad as Ancaster and Dundas, right. but it, it's uh, it's kind of flatlined out there. Although it's much more affordable than Ancaster. It, right? oh, Ancaster it is. average price is seven ten. Now we're looking at five fifty three. Yeah, no kidding. I know. I know. And still close to the highway. Yeah. All right, Hamilton Center. This is one of the communities, one of the neighborhoods that I kind of highlighted yeah, as yeah. as a wow kind of factor because last. April of 2018, 88 homes were sold. This past month, 121. That's an increase of more than 37%. And the average sale price also up 9%. $361,000 in April of 2018 to 394 last month. Wow. It's an affordable area. Yeah. Things are things are moving in uh, central Hamilton. So it's it's uh, it's a great a great area. More people are coming back now. Uh, there was a little bit of a leveling off, but now it looks like it's coming back mm-hmm. strong again. Yeah. I wonder how many, uh, probably not a, a big number, but I wonder how many people realize now that, because the province of Ontario said, yes, LRT is going ahead. Yeah. Yes, City of Hamilton, you have the $1 billion funding. I wonder how many people finally made that jump to Hamilton Center, knowing that I, that's where the line's going to be. I don't know if, I don't know if that's... It's not a, big of a factor? I don't, think it's, okay. I, I don't think it's a big factor yet. I think people are moving there anyway. I think... Um, like that is happening and it's going to come, which is great. But I don't think people are making that decision right now. Right. But I think that decision, once the construction's happening, things are going to start. It's going to be a bonus, obviously. Yeah, you're going to start seeing things moving more. Hamilton East, uh, an up and down April, down in terms of the number of sales, 84 last month compared to 93 in April of 2018. But uh, the average sale price up from $374,000 last year at this time to $409,000 in Hamilton East. They've broken the $400,000 barrier. Yeah, lack of inventory probably out there for sure. Uh, not enough inventory, um, so it's, it's a great place to own real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, house prices are going up there, no problem. Another area of the city that I highlighted, Hamilton Mountain. Uh, the number of sales down 7%, 191 last year at this time, 177 last month. But the average sale price now over half a million dollars, 474 in April of 2018, 512 last month. Yeah, one of the greatest, one of the best markets in Hamilton is the Hamilton Mountain, 
and uh, surprisingly, the lack of inventory. There's not enough homes for sale, so people are out there looking wow. and uh, you know, doing very well out there. Hamilton West, another highlight uh, for me, uh, the number of sales skyrocketing 45%, 55 last April to 80 last month, and the average sale price also over half a million from 478 to $506,000 last month. I don't know if that's because of uh, out-of-town buyers are coming in, buying houses for their uh, students, students yeah. for the kids, so that they uh, they can move in, And uh, but that seems like a strong number, up 45%, that's yeah. quite a bit. Try yeah. to squeeze uh, two more in before uh, we go to our first break. Uh, Stony Creek sales up 15% and the average sale price up 5% to more than $542,000. Yeah, strong, very strong. And uh, Waterdown sales down 2%, uh, just three homes, or pardon me, one home is the difference, um, April to April. And the average sale price up 10%, now $737,000 wow. in Waterdown. Strong. That is strong. Wow. Amazing. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some flooding worries if you have a lakefront property and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram, Twitter. Check them out on Facebook as well. And if you haven't done so already, download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you have an email, you can send it to us, questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again is questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, should death disclosure be mandatory in real estate transactions? But before we get to that, uh, there is some major flooding uh, woes, worries, concerns, <clears throat> damage being done not only in the Muskokas, the Ottawa area, Quebec, uh, New Brunswick, uh, we have our own concerns here in Hamilton as well. Yeah, it's, you know, the the problem about uh, flooding, and I was talking to Ralph uh, that we had on the show uh, before, Ralph Vitello. Yeah. Um, um, he said that if, I, I don't know how he describes it, but water over land, uh, a lot of people aren't insured. So uh, unless... They have a you know a good insurance guy that you know mm-hmm. has put that in and and it and it's probably an extra hundred dollars a year for that insurance, right. but but it's the, usually not in the policy. It's not in the yeah, policy. Yeah, Sewer backup not. is covered, but not overland water. Right. So and that's not covered. And he was explaining this to me uh, yesterday a little bit. I was trying to get him on on the show, and he just he was tied up. He just couldn't uh, right. couldn't be here, but. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people that, uh, that they're, they're going to be out of pocket money. That's going to cost them a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, and that's why you're seeing a lot of people running up north to yeah. empty out their basements because they know they're not covered and they're going to have to deal with mold issues and everything. Uh, a friend of mine called me up and he said, "Rob, he goes, and I've been to his cottage, and uh, the wa- the water is, is at his basement, wow. and and we're talking. There's probably about over maybe a hundred feet, yeah, right it's, place, yeah, hundred feet it's, before it's, the where the, the water line is, the yeah. beach. Like he literally had a beach with a small incline too. It's, it's yeah, and, know, and it's, it's on a hundred foot flat. Yeah, wow. like it's there's there's a, an incline too. So. One of one of my friends has a, a cottage up in Lake Muskoka, and 
she said that she was her parents were in the middle of changing the insurance over from from their normal insurance policy to a renter's insurance. Their normal insurance policy does cover the the overland flood insurance, but this policy that they were switching over to did not. And in the middle of this this kind of switch over, right before they signed all the paperwork, this happened. Wow. So they 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 got lucky. Wow. They they got like you know three or four days, or else they 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 were signing a new a new insurance policy that didn't cover any of this. Oh, so oh yeah. It, so it, uh, there's a lot of stories like that. And I mean, it, they save thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah because like, I think now they, they, I think they're they got, covered. They got four hundred grand. They got four hundred thousand dollars. That 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 was their claim. Wow, four hundred thousand yeah, dollars. That's and, unreal. Yeah. yeah, like it's it, like it, you'd be surprised on insurance uh, policies that you have. Like there's there's different there's better insurances than others. Like um, if your insurance guy is not updating your insurance every year, and I'm talking about this is outside of flooding. Um, they, like for instance, that one house that burned down in uh, in uh, Stony Creek, he was underinsured. Now he ha- he's going to go after the uh, the broker and say, "Hey, hmm. listen, you should have been on top of this. Like mm-hmm. my your job is to keep me insured. I hired you guys to help me keep my place insured. Now I'm underinsured by you know five hundred thousand. So wow. he he actually is rebuilding the house, but he's going to be out of pocket four hundred thousand dollars of his own money out of Yikes. pocket. But uh, another thing about the uh, the waterfront like like people that are back on to lakes and uh things i was just talking to somebody that has they bought a house on the water here in stony creek and uh after they moved in they found out that they had an illegal uh shoreline protection wall Hmm. and thanks to titles insurance which is everybody usually should get even if and even if you haven't bought a house in the last 30 or 40 years you should just buy the insurance a titles insurance go to your lawyer he'll put titles insurance on it it protects you from a lot of different things so anyway uh i think it's ministry environment uh ministry of natural resources natural resources (laughs) they were on this guy before about his shoreline and I guess he's the previous homeowner. The previous okay. owner, but that was nothing was disclosed of that ah. prior. So they they've given uh, her the go ahead to to get the proper shoreline done, which is right. going to be probably over two hundred thousand. Wow! So what happens is um, the uh, the insurance company, the titles insurance company, will go after that previous, previous owner. owner. Oh yeah! Wow. So he's in he's in a lot of trouble because. The, the, the titles insurance they're they are a legal they're a locks they're they, they're lawyers mm-hmm. so they he's he's gonna have a hard time battling and they're ins- and this guy's insurance guy is gonna uh you know that he had insurance with he did this illegally how he did his uh shoreline so right. he's so th- there's a lot of problems there but huh. again and she was having issues with the uh even with the waterline uh, lake ontario so we we had a um we have a couple of waterfront properties for sale and, and Somebody wrote into our Facebook page and she said, why, why is there such a premium on these waterfront properties when they've been, you know, when they're so close to being underwater or, <laughs> or they've been underwater, right? right? Like, right. We, you know, it's not, you know, we've seen Lake Ontario, you know, sure. we've seen it, right? There's been areas of Stony Creek or areas of Niagara-on-the-Lake and I didn't know how to answer it. I was like, hey, like that's what people want. You know that's a great I mean? point. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah I you go, nobody I go, in your backyard. I said it's. I said it's a valid point. I said people are still going to buy them right. with knowing that risk of the potential of that water coming over 
you know, over the wall. And even when I, I show properties, it's something that I really didn't pay attention to before. It's kind of like, yeah, it's there. It's, it's But it's something that you look at all the time now right. in terms of the the, uh, the shoreline protection or, you know, how close in proximity is the house to the to the water. Right. And, I mean, now it's there's a little bit more emphasis, you know, with the last couple of weeks and, and seeing what's happened. But I, you know what I mean? It's time for, for people to start yeah. either, you know, somebody who doesn't have that shoreline protection, you, you got to move or oh, else yeah. you're going to, you're, well, you're going to lose your house. Well, in, in, uh, so what's happening is, well, look at in, uh, Grimsey, there's, uh, uh, there's some parts of, um, Lakeside Drive. Now they don't have a, a, a shoreline protection. It's actually, it's dirt. It's yeah. like it's just like, land. Like there's a cliff, but yeah. it's just land. It's like 20, 20 feet, but, but 25 feet. Yeah, but it's like soft dirt. And now I've been to these properties 20 years ago, and uh, some of the owners have told me that they're losing a foot a year of land. Of land. Wow. And and there's nothing. The only way they can do do anything is if them. And their neighbor, the whole street has to do it. The whole, if, yeah. if one person does it, it it's it's going to cave in the other. The, yeah, the yeah. Other, and it'll come in from the yeah, side. Right. It'll, it'll, it'll ruin the neighbor. It's just, yeah. it's going to be a disaster. So they're going to build like a massive break wall. They have to, they have to, have to eventually. But, but wow. they don't. But they, but nobody's going to have the money to do it. A lot it? of it, a lot of it is old, old. Like a lot of it is original owners who've been there for 20, 30 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they've told me they said they've seen it. Uh, uh, it. it um, uh, deteriorate right absolutely can they go to the city to say no that's what that's no, what i eh? said no. i said i that's what i said i go somebody's gonna have to get involved here and and because it's it's noticeably yeah you know so how much it's how noticeably much, affected how much separation do they have right now so, so some some, some spots they they 50, 50 to 80 feet yeah but okay. some but it, some it, some are shorter but if you talk to somebody that's been there <laughs> if you wow. if you talk to somebody that that's lived just, there for 30 years yeah you know, and what? they've seen it deteriorate. Yeah, I, I, I don't. You just I don't have to go on the Google Map images. Yeah, you can yeah, see it if you yeah. compare them from. Oh, yeah, from, yeah. yeah. But, you can but see the, it. the problem is, it's it's going to be so expensive to put a break wall because because oh, the, the cliff, the it's so yeah, it's it's, it's the like nor a normal break wall would, would cost probably uh, a thousand a foot, but I think where this is, it's going to be more. So if you've got a a, a lot width of seventy feet. A thousand dollars a foot. It's not. It's not going to wow. be seventy grand. It's going to be probably double, double, that. double yeah, triple. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and the thing is, it doesn't make your property worth anymore. Well, it will with these guys. It'll make their property worth what it is now. But, sure. Yeah. But if anybody knows and looks at the shoreline, and I've seen properties along there, and I'm standing looking, and I go, I go, how much, how much, how much uh, land did you have past that fence? And and they would tell me, they go, Rob, I had like. 10 15 feet and now it's at the fence and you're line. not you're not able to go back out like the ministry of natural resources no. will not let you you push push it back out and you can't and, and, and fill reclaim, it in really? you, can you not, can't yeah. reclaim you can't reclaim 20 oh, feet of yeah. your of your property if it's been washed out no talk about a big ticket item when it comes to yeah. uh, repairing yeah. your house yeah, yeah. that's yeah. something the, that's a repair you don't want yeah no, but no. you know back to the, the question on the facebook uh, page uh, you know obviously there is a premium for these properties because there aren't many of them out there. No. You know, you, you have a lake basically all yeah. to yourself. You have that tremendous view. But yeah, in times of flooding, there's obviously, uh, you know, some, some uh, you ha- you have issues. repairs that you might oh, yeah. have to make. You you have issues. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's it's a premium you pay and it and and you, that premium goes with all the problems that you have mm-hmm. with waterfront. If Now, most waterfront homes are pretty good. There's, yeah. you know, no issues, nothing. Unless... 
Um, we had a big issue, a big storm. What was it, six months ago or last year? When was that? Uh, last year. We had I think that, it was last year. Yeah. Last year we had a huge <clears throat> Some storm. properties were flooding. Some properties got flooded. And uh, sometimes it had to do with, uh, you know, bat- the sewers were clogged up. They didn't get a chance to, right. you know, they couldn't uh, drain properly. But, uh, but yeah, like you just got to, you just got to know what you're buying. You got to so, know. So, Rick, would you buy a lakefront property right now? If I had the money? Depending on where it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I, think I think most people would. I, 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 I think, think so, so too. I think you just got to have the right, sh- you just got to get the right engineer to look at the shoreline yeah. and see Okay, am I going to be okay? And if you own a waterfront property, you have to maintain that shoreline. Oh yeah, like you, yeah. you know, what I mean? you can't just okay. I, I'm here, you know. Even though it's all rocks, but th- I'll it's tell nice you. what some of the communities do, where, where they take over the shoreline. Like in Grimsley, uh, you know, just off Casablanca, there's that new development where the the city owns the shoreline, mm. right? So it's a part of the whole condo. It's their responsibility. And it's their responsibility. So it's maintained. They did a great job. They have a waterfront trail. That's that's you know what I mean? that's what's gonna you know Spencer Smith Park the city owns it yeah, they're gonna maintain yeah. that waterfront yeah. that waterfront shoreline yeah. and that'll never change it'll never change yeah but but if somebody moves in and they can't afford it they're just gonna watch their backyard deteriorate and and nothing you can do about it yeah, yeah. you got you got it the you problem is too it. is is if you're if your neighbor has, you know, if you have your shoreline protection, but your neighbor doesn't, it's still going to affect your property. Oh, yeah, sure. Totally. So we had a we had a client in Niagara on the Lake. He actually went ten ten feet onto his neighbor's property, extended his shoreline protection ten feet onto his neighbor's property. Really? Because if he didn't, it was going to start deteriorating yeah. his own, caving into right. his you, own. So he he went to his neighbor and said, "Hey, listen, your property is affecting mine. I'm going ten feet onto yours yeah. with my shoreline protection. <laughs> An extra ten thousand dollars." And and he had to. Peace of he mind. He had to. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. Let's switch topics here. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the income ladder and how much you need to earn to afford a home in Canada. You can check out this story at uh, globalnews.ca. For first-time home buyers hoping to buy an average house with an average wage, the prairies are a much better place to be uh, in data compiled by a real estate search site Zucasa. So in Vancouver, you need to be making at least. $205,000 to qualify for a mortgage for a middle-of-the-road house, middle-of-the-road house worth $1.4 million. In Toronto, you have to make at least $125,000 if you want to purchase the typical home now available for about $873,000. Doesn't get much better for condos. The benchmark price of an apartment in Vancouver is just shy of $657,000. You'll need to make ninety-four dollars In Toronto, you're looking at a minimum income of around $75,000 to qualify for a mortgage for your ordinary condo worth $522,000 thousand dollars regina the most affordable place to be saskatoon winnipeg calgary edmonton aren't too far behind and despite a lot of the uh you know the red hot housing market in montreal it is also still very affordable for hamilton the average wage or the minimum wage you have to make to afford a six hundred thirty thousand dollar house is eighty nine thousand dollars and for a four hundred and two thousand dollar condo you're looking at an average income of fifty seven thousand dollars uh, interesting to note as well in this article is that, you know, you look at all these high prices and high uh, incomes, is that apparently Canada's largest cities are not losing young people. So those millennials are still going there. Uh, in Montreal, 22,000 more millennials in that city, 58,000 in Toronto, 16,000 in Vancouver. Here's the catch, though. Almost all that growth is coming from young professionals and students from abroad. So unless you're a young professional making a lot of money or someone coming to Canada with a lot of money, 
you're probably not living in any of these. That's right. <laughs> no, that's usually what it is, right? Yeah. That's you know, if you, if you're going to score a big income and, and and land that high profile position, you're going to live in the big city. You, you can you can afford it. If yeah. not, then you're you know you're going to commute it, and you know, or if you have a family, you're you're gonna you're gonna commute it because yeah. you, you know it seems kind of tight though. Like like looking in Toronto, you have to earn one hundred twenty four thousand five hundred fifty four dollars for an eight hundred seventy three. Uh, thousand dollar home but look but if you look in in uh in vancouver two hundred and five thousand for yeah. a 1.4 million I, that would scare me definitely you know? yes like that's <laughs> but i mean they, they got the incomes to support it yeah like it, it, as much as it's you know it's a high income you know in, in comparing it to the, but that's why you live there right, right? and, and this could be two people as well yeah right? two it, people earning this income like if you look at the no that's you not, know yeah but like like 205 like still a lot of like money 1.4 million dollar like if you if you worked a, a mortgage on that, yeah, oh, like, that's, yeah. like it's it's a lot of money. But the average income in Vancouver is eighty thousand dollars or, or seventy five thousand dollars per yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, right. So it's as much as as much as it's a lot. It's just the norm. And again, yeah. that's for a middle of the road one point four million dollar house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It yeah. is a middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. an average house in Vancouver. It's like, it's like something you see in Central Hamilton. Yeah, here. definitely. Yeah. Still to come, we'll talk about uh, should death disclosure be mandatory in real estate <laughs> transactions? Don't forget, Golfy gets it. Sold. Find out how at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. You can call them anytime at 905 575 7700. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. More to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. They're all over Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you have a question or a topic idea for a future show, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Should death disclosure be mandatory in real estate transactions? Would you want to know if somebody was murdered in your potential new home? Did they die of natural causes? Die from suicide? A Vancouver woman was sued for not telling a home buyer someone had been murdered on her property, although she won her appeal and didn't have to pay any damages. So this question was put out to the Twitterverse and, and, and the social media field, uh, and there was a number of different responses. So I'll just read a couple of responses from people who are responding to you know, whether or not death should be disclosed. So one person says it has zero to do with the house. Another person writes, ordinary deaths occur, but suicides and murder are not something I would be comfortable with. Another person chimed in with, personally would be more concerned with links to crime. (laughs) Another person said, suicides, no, they should not have to be disclosed by the family unless the buyer asks. Murders and deaths by natural cause in the home certainly should. And one more said, I sure wouldn't want to buy a home where a murder occurred. 
So, should death be disclosed? How? Uh, how so, <laughs> I, I would say if, if somebody, in my opinion, I don't think it should be disclosed. Okay. I think if somebody, but I, I, I think if somebody asks, yep. it should be, you know, the truth should be told. But right. it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily needs to be disclosed. If this is important to a home buyer or this is important to an agent, all you have to do is do your research mm-hmm. or, or ask Google the, Google the address. Yeah, I, I ask the right questions and, and make sure that you get that information. I mean, going back to, you know, how this article originated, you know, a $6 million home in Vancouver, I guess somebody was gunned down out, out front or in the yeah. house. Yeah. I mean, you can look that up. That's going to be online somewhere. There's going to be a news article a news about that. About it. yeah. It's, you know, associated with that address. So, you know, that should have been that buying representative's job to, to, to make sure, hey, listen, you know, last year or, or whatever this happened, yeah. you should Something know. Something like that you is easy know. to find. Yes. But I mean, for somebody, for, for to make it upon the selling agents or the selling representatives to come out and say, you know, there's been so many deaths or whatever, it, it's just, sometimes it's not important and to nobody, the buyer. And sometimes people don't know, right? Like, it's not like if, if it's a suicide or, or a natural death, those things aren't really exposed in uh, in public, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, but but we do get asked if somebody's passed away. We'll call we'll call the homeowner, and if the homeowner's only been there, let's say five years, right? And and he didn't care when he bought the house, yeah. and the previous owner was there. You know, there was two three other owners prior, and I'm sure there's somebody's passed away in the house. He's going to say, well, listen, as far as I've lived here, nobody's passed away. I think I think it, it, the big stigma is the the suicide and the murder. Like that's the big you know. Yeah. I think I think people are, you know, natural causes. It's, it's, you know, it's, gonna happen, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's almost like you don't want to hear about it, but, right. it, but it's, it, it's expected. It, but I think, but they might know, be uncomfortable with the suicide and the murder, right? That's right. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to live in a house, honestly, if there was a murder. I think that's a little. There's a, there's a little bit for it's, it's. There's an eeriness to it. Sure. And uh, I, uh, I probably, I don't know. Like, I mean, if I was a single guy. I wouldn't care, right? <laughs> right? If, I was a single, if I was a single guy, you know, but then all of a sudden, um, when you have to resell that house, that house will always have that stigma yeah. of something happening, and uh, somebody's going to pick up a good deal, but then that guy's going to have to pass on that good deal to, to the next buyer right. and the next buyer down the road after that. But, I mean, it just depends on the person. Yeah. Have you ever lost a deal because someone had died in the home and someone I think didn't I, want I have, to? Yeah. yeah. Yep, I have, uh, because... The, uh, we negotiated a deal, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, during the home inspection and uh, financing clauses, we're waiting them to come through. They asked, "Was there any deaths in the fa- in, in the house?" And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, let me ask." And and so, and then somebody, the homeowner said, "Yeah, we had somebody that you know uh, fell ill and died in, in the house." Right. And uh, so they, to them, they didn't feel comfortable. But they should ask that question prior right. to negotiations instead of. You know, tying us up for you know almost a week and finding that out. Mm-hmm. So, so legally, right now, it doesn't have to be disclosed it, unless they ask. No, 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 no that's it, right. It doesn't right. unless they ask. Unless okay. they ask. Unless yeah. they ask. And um, but I mean, if if they d- do disclose that there's been a death, I mean, half the houses in Hamilton that are 100 years old, yeah. they're you know like some the probability along the, the line. probability supports yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all, all these people that are listening that live in a century home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's there's something you know. There's probably some, but I mean, it's a natural cause of death. I mean, it's yeah. it's part of life. It's we all you know. That's that's how life goes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Um, is it different than death on a property? You know, we were talking earlier about Flambro, you know, having these big acreages. And if yeah. there was a death on the property, not necessarily in the home, does that really change anything? I, I think it does a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if, you know... If it was in the garden or in the kind of easier to stomach, kind of right. easier, you know, like you know, it's just it's just hard because once somebody moves in and and meet the neighbors or you know what I mean, and the neighbor wants to know, did you know or did you hear or, or you know what I mean? Because yeah, right. the neighborhood, you know, some of the neighbors are going to know, right? Whereas and and you know maybe the homeowner doesn't want any anybody else to know, or there might I, be that stigma. And that's that's where <laughs> you have a hard time is is, is after <laughs> somebody moves in and you know maybe the homeowner keeps it a secret so the realtor doesn't know and, <laughs> and now it's not disclosed. <laughs> now your neighbor's coming over, but the today. neighbor comes over and says, "Oh, I can't believe <laughs> oh, you bought the neighbor's this house. always yeah. Did you hear this? And, and now you know uh, the person it, who bought the house is kind of arms about, yeah, in the air. That's kind of what happened with this. With yeah. this deal, so that yeah. that happens. Right, what about the far, what about the house out in the farmer's field? There, there's a, there's a cross in the middle of the field someplace. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay away from that one? <laughs> stay tuned. We have more to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi. They're sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfi Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Female realtors in Metro Vancouver being warned about a suspicious man who appears to be trying to get them alone. The Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver has said that there's been multiple reports, I think it's 15 up to this point, wow. uh, about a man approaching women either by phone or in person at open houses and trying to set up private showings. Uh, the man gets angry if the women refuse to meet, meet him alone or if they arrive at a showing with a partner. He also allegedly uses different names and phone numbers to try to evade detection. Yeah, there's been 15 cases of this happening uh, and being reported to police. So uh, safety for realtors is, is a real thing. You guys are alone a lot of the time. It is. It is. Uh, especially uh, when we hire um, uh, a realtor, especially if it's a new realtor, um, um, I tell them I go if your gut feels that you're meeting this person and it's telling you that you know you're not comfortable then your gut's right mm -hmm. so um and we 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 tell them that call one of us and we will show the house mm -hmm. with you right and uh and if there's any suspicion you know you're 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 covered yeah. you're, but uh but you you you, you have you have an idea like you, like you can sniff it out we have a vetting process in terms of you know Asking questions, you know, getting a, a, obtaining a copy of an ID because when it comes down to it, you know, you're you're whether you're a realtor, or, you know, meeting somebody off Kijiji or you know, there's a lot of other professions mm -hmm. that that go into people's houses to meet with them or discuss, you know, business, even selling insurance or, or whatever. Yeah. Any profession yeah. it doesn't doesn't just come back to realtors. There's um you know there's a risk involved in, in meeting somebody. So what we try to do is we try to meet everybody at our office first, a neutral know, and, site, and, yeah. and, and yeah. or or. You know, if we're meeting at the property, the subject property that we're either showing or, or listing, 
um, it's it's making sure that you vet the person prior to going. And you can get a, a, a sense of comfortability in terms of where they're at. I mean, you know, every single day you don't think that you're going to show up in the, you know what I mean? Right. It's kind of in you the back. Don't think it's no different but, like putting your truck for sale on Kijiji. Exactly. Like but, you don't think that, yeah, yeah. right? But, but yeah. in the back of your, you know, it's not really in the back of your mind, but it, it, you know what I mean? It, it could happen, sure. right? Like it's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, and, and you know what, you, you do have to watch. You do. You got to have your guard up. And it, and I always tell everybody on my team, I says, if your gut says one thing, then believe your gut. Mm-hmm. It's because there's a reason why uh, that's uh, something is. But we've gotten messages before from, from people that, you know, have, have sent us some, some offside stuff in terms of, you know, stuff that we thought would have been, you know, could be, could be potential, you know, uh, uh, you know, something of this nature. But, you know what I mean? You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, better be careful than than it is. You know, yeah, it is. It's always and you don't want to overreact either, because then it, it, if it's not that situation, then yeah. the person you, gets you know the other. You, you don't want to be paranoid. I mean? Imagine you show up and you got four people that are like, "Yeah, sorry, we thought you were a predator or something." Yeah, like, yeah. And, and now they're just standing yeah. there like, yeah, "No, like, I just, just want to sell my house." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got the whole team yeah. golfy there. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's wrap up the show. We got a couple of minutes talking about uh, Rob Golfie's new look. So you, you recently went to Bermuda, right? I went to Bermuda before I went. I uh, I uh, I kind of shaved my head. Yes, <laughs> not right to the bone though. Like, no, so no, he's, no, not, I, I, he's I, not Mark Messier. No, 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 not. no, 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 <laughs> no. So it's uh, I I figured I'd try something uh, new and uh, you know a different look. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are saying I I, I do s- I, I'm okay. I suit. Uh, uh, we got to update the billboard picture now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they won't recognize That's a lot me. Of billboards. Yeah, but uh, no, but I. People are saying, you know, that I, I I'm okay. I do suit a, a buzzed uh, right. a buzzed haircut, yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna I'm gonna be growing it back out. Oh, uh, so this is the one time deal. This is a one time right. deal. Yeah. So what was the reaction in the office when you walk in that People first like, day? Oh, I'm walking in. What? Why? Is like <laughs> we're you know, and uh, it was just everybody. It's just uh, yeah. you know, like I'm so. Uh, you know, like my hair in particular, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, it's just something new and, 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 uh, you know, young Low kids. maintenance. Low you know maintenance. It is. You know yes. what, but you know, but you know the funny well, you thing? Well, your hair, you, you, yes. you keep a, you keep a tight I used cut. to do the, uh, oh, the oh, you do. That's oh, right. I'll tell you, right. It's great in the morning. It's fantastic. Shower and oh, yeah. out. You're in and out. Like, there's That's no, it. like, you know, I have to put this product in no. my hair, put that product <laughs> in my hair. But you know what I noticed? It's like buying a car, buying a car. You start noticing everybody else with a buzz head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, hey, hey there's a like lot me. of guys like me out there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, hey, it looks good. It suits you, and the, yeah. the, it's, it's definitely perfect for places like Bermuda, where it's oh yeah, you know, yeah. really no, hot. no, it's good. I, you know what, I, I, I do enjoy it, but I'm looking. You know, it's growing back now. It's, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's two or th- uh, two weeks or three weeks now. Of a of a you know buzz nice. cut, so it's it's growing in pretty quick. Yeah, and we mentioned this because the look of a realtor is really important, right? I mean, you're you're representing yourself and and the I brand mean, too, your, right? Your look is almost your brand. Yeah, right. Yes. And that's and yeah. that's how people recognize you, and that's how people brand themselves. Right. Yeah. Around yeah. their look, and it's almost like a politician. It's it's sure. something that you want you want a face that's so, recognized, a face that's. You know, it's a, like a an brand actor. that's, that's, <laughs> exactly, that's yeah. trustworthy and, and comes with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are your brand, and that's yeah. the way. You know, yeah, you have to be dressed a certain way. You have to you, present yourself a certain you way. you got to be dressed well. Um, I think if you dress presentable and you take care of yourself, they know, hey, this guy, he takes care of himself. He's going to take care of me. Yep. Now, if, if you look like a you know a schmuck, you know, you got your you know worn down jeans and, yep. you know, a ripped T-shirt and you know, I, I don't think I would want to like, use a guy like, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's that stereotype that if you're a realtor, you drive a nice car, and 
to be honest, that's one of the first things I thought about getting when I got my license is I need to look a little bit more presentable. Right. I can't, you know, I, I need a little bit of a nicer can't car. Can't drive here. around the beat-up Chevette yeah, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 it didn't and have some hardly people, any brakes. Some people don't believe in it, and some people do. Some people, you know what I mean? There's yeah. there's all those there's all those different stereotypes yeah, where, yeah. where cars come into play. Definitely. we got to run here. Guys, thanks for coming in. Thank you. We will catch you next Saturday at 9 right here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.